There's an old Yiddish saying, to a worm in horseradish, the whole world is horseradish. Malcolm Gladwell made that quote famous in a TED Talk he gave a few years back. He used it to illustrate worldview. People can only experience the world through their own lens, through their own everyday experiences, their culture, where they live, where they spend their time, and who they spend their time with. The residents of Whoville didn't know they lived in a tiny speck of dust on a dandelion being carried around by Horton. They just didn't know what they didn't know. The same can be said for all of us. We're sitting in our horseradish, day in and day out, not knowing what we don't know. And for parents of teens and tweens, there's a lot you may not know. Let's fix that. This is Speaking of Teens, the podcast that helps parents who are struggling to find peace and connection with their teens. My name is Ann Coleman. I'm an attorney turned parent educator and a mom who's been there. And I'm on a mission to help you build a stronger relationship and decrease the conflict with your kid so you can help them grow into the young adult they're meant to be. Obviously, I can't drag you out of your horseradish all at once. That would be too shocking. So I'm just going to give you a few highlights today, show you what's out there, get you thinking beyond the borders of what you've known so far, maybe about parenting your teenagers. So in no particular order, here are some things that you deserve to know. You have to know, really, to parent your teens well. And of course, I'll bring you more later. And by the way, all the other episodes I mentioned today and the parenting guides, if any, will be in the show notes. You can find the link in the episode description where you're listening. All right. So first of all, your teens aren't lazy. They're sleepy. And they're sleepy for good reason. Obviously, they don't get enough sleep, but that's really not their fault. I won't get into all the science, but basically, when their brain begins to change during puberty, one of the things that changes is their internal biological clock. They get sleepy around a couple of hours later than they did just before puberty. This means they get sleepy sometime around 11 to midnight, not 9 or 10 p.m. This is biology. There's nothing we can do about it. But this issue is exacerbated by blue light emanating from their devices. So if they're in bed with their phone up until the time they're supposed to go to sleep, it can be even harder to go to sleep. If they have ADHD, anxiety, depression, it can delay sleep even more. So they don't get to sleep until much later than before. But in general, schools are still starting at around the same time. It's simple math. They get around two hours less sleep than they did before puberty. And some schools are trying to help by starting at 8.30 or 8.45. But when you're going to sleep at around midnight and getting up between 6 and 7, maybe 7.30 if you're lucky, you're still coming up between two and three hours short of the 9.25 hours of sleep needed for teens for their optimum functioning. So your teen is chronically sleep deprived. So fussing at them about getting up early in the morning or going to sleep earlier at night will probably do no good. It will actually probably make things worse. So what can you do? Well, listen to episode 58, all about teen sleep and download my ebook, Why Doesn't My Teen Sleep? 
and that will give you some scientifically backed insight and suggestions for what you can do. There's a link in the episode description again for the page where all the parenting guides and the ebooks live. So you can go to that one link and get any ebook, any parenting guide that you need. The next thing you need to know, your teens are doing the best they can. Scientifically speaking, the research shows that teenagers in general are doing the best they can with the brain they have. Their brain is in flux. It's changing and programming, and it's a bit jumbled as far as rational thought, focus, making good decisions, using self-control, all those things that make us more adult-like. Their emotions are a mess. They do stupid things, all because of their brain's wiring. They're not doing it on purpose. If they could do better right now, they would do better. They don't want to act and feel the way they do. They really don't. But if they could help it, they would. So all this business about, I know you could do better if you just try, put it out of your mind. Yes, It sometimes seems like they just don't care and they're doing things that make no sense. And if they just put forth the tiniest bit of effort or think for a second or use common sense, well, you're talking about a fully finished brain now, and that's not what they have. You're not going to be able to change that fact. You can punish and lecture and bribe and reward, but it's not going to change what they have to work with. They want to please you and they want to do good, but they need help from you. You have to learn how to communicate with them and teach them and guide them and model for them because the external control stuff just doesn't work. Listen to episodes three, four, 16, and 30 for related information. Next, you need to know that your teen's brains are on emotional overdrive. Because of the way their brain is changing, teens have an extremely difficult time managing their emotions. They can be volatile at times. Again, this is their brain and not a conscious decision they're making. They are not trying to manipulate you, not most of the time, and they are not doing it on purpose. It's a really cruel joke of mother nature to make kids so emotional when they're going through the most stressful time in their lives anyway. Just understand that when they're emotional, their brain is going a little haywire and It's the part that helps them make good decisions and use self-control that goes offline at the same time. So that part of their brain is no help at all. This is why as a parent, you have to learn how to help them through these emotional moments. You can listen to episodes three and four and six for more. Another important fact you really need to be aware of is that your teens are stressed as hell. Again, with the horseradish, teens and tweens don't know a world outside of your home, their school, their friends, and the internet. Their world is pretty small. It's all they know. They've only been on this earth for 11, 13, 15, 17 years. They've not experienced life yet as you've experienced it. They've never lived alone, may not have been in love yet, 
Many may have not had a job, never been responsible for another living human being, (laughs) never had to pay bills, take care of an entire house, and may not have ever even experienced grief yet. So their worldview is much narrower than yours. They can't possibly be expected to see things the way you see it. But you have a much better chance of seeing things the way they see it. You've been a teenager. They've never been an adult. They're concerned about school and grades, either because of internal motivation or externally you're on top of them about it. They're concerned about whether they're in or out with certain friends or friend groups, whether they're left out or ditched or someone's mad at them or being mean to them or started a rumor or wants to go out with them or whether they want to go out with someone else. Who's doing what this weekend? They may be concerned about sports and SATs, college, career. All of this is so freaking stressful. They know nothing else. So this is their entire world. Then on top of all this, you add school shooting concerns, climate concern, social unrest, social media, perhaps concerns about their sexuality or gender, a parent's divorce or feuding post-divorce, financial concerns at home. They don't have the adult perspective or emotional regulation to handle these issues in their mind, and they're stressed beyond stressed. On top of that stress, they're getting no sleep. And because of the changes going on in their brain, they're already more emotional, more prone to risky behavior, and even to addictions. Adolescents of this generation have more on them than we realize or acknowledge. And because of that, we end up adding to their stress, making demands of their time and energy and pushing them beyond their capacity to endure. Anxiety, depression, cutting, suicidality, substance use, sheer emotional exhaustion. We need to be much more aware of these issues, empathize, and do our best not to stress them out even more. You can listen to episodes 2, 6, 19, 27, and 66 to learn more. Here's another super important thing you need to know. They need instruction and guidance and not punishment and control. Part of parenting a teen is making sure they're learning the skills they're going to need when they leave the nest and go out and live in the world. Whether they're going off to college, the military, a job, or backpacking around Europe for a gap year, they need to be able to manage certain things. This is the whole goal of parenting to make sure our kids are safe and healthy and can make it out in the real world when they get there. And we really don't want them to just make it. We want them to be successful in whatever they choose to do. And while they're still at home with us, some of us want them to do what we say do because we figure this is the best way to teach them how to be an adult. Let's break that down briefly. A, demanding obedience from kids or teens is not going to teach them how to be an adult, at least not an independent, thinking, operational, and successful adult. Obedience is for dogs. Let me say that another way. If you're teaching your kids to do what you say without question, you're teaching them to lie down and be a doormat, an unthinking doormat. Talking back 
is not a bad thing. Talking back is how they learn to take care of themselves and their needs to stand up for others, to stand up for themselves, to question the status quo, to demand justice. Talking back should be encouraged. For more on that, listen to episode 38. Now B, if the goal is to keep them safe and healthy and teach them how to be an adult, then punishment is a poor way to do that. When they make a poor choice and say, skip school one day, for example, you can take their phone away for a week. How are you teaching them that it's not a good idea to skip school by taking their phone away for a week? What lesson have they learned here? That you have the power to take away their phone. That's it. And what does that do? It infuriates them. Now they're angry and pissed off at you, and they've been taught nothing about why they shouldn't skip school. What happens next? They might just skip school again to show you that you're not going to control what they do. Take their damn phone, but they can still do what they want. What if instead you asked them about skipping school and found out that they were doing it because they didn't want to take a test, that they didn't want to make a bad grade on a test because they forgot to study for the test. Now you have something you can work with. Let's figure out how you can keep up with the upcoming tests so you don't panic like this and skip school again. Holy cow, no punishment? Are you kidding? No consequences? Oh my God, I can't let them get away with that. But the difference is, You're not letting them get away with anything. You're teaching them what to do about a problem so they can avoid doing this thing again. And what you do this time is that you talk and you agree on what the consequences will be if it happens again, if they skip school again. But you've put guardrails in place to try to prevent that from happening because you got to the root of the problem. You're trying to help them rather than just showing them who's boss. For more, you can listen to episodes 15, 16, 22, and 39, and then bonus episode from 8, 11, 23. Again, all these links will be in the show notes. Another critical thing to get is that they want to be treated with respect. I tried to tell a friend of mine this a couple of years ago, that her son just wanted to be listened to and given the same respect that she wanted him to give her. She bit my head off. Why should I give him respect? He doesn't respect me. She didn't hear me out. So please hear me out on this. Teens feel like adults. It floors them that you consider them anything less. They feel they should be treated as an adult talked to as an adult and shown the same respect you would another adult. Of course, they need boundaries, of course, but what we're talking about here is more about communication and a general overall treatment. So for instance, stop teasing them about sensitive topics like girlfriends and boyfriends or getting a parking ticket in a clearly marked no parking zone or about losing their sunglasses off the top of their car. They're even more sensitive about being teased about things like this than adults are. 
Don't ask them to perform in front of an audience unless you discuss it with them first. Like, you know, especially over the holidays. That's why I'm saying this now, because you don't want to say, honey, play your favorite piano piece for grandpa or whatever. They may not want to do that. You wouldn't do that to another adult or hopefully you wouldn't. So you wouldn't want to do it to your child. Don't tell them to give great aunt Joan a hug. Ew. And body autonomy. Only they should decide who they touch or who they hug. Listen to them when they're talking. And I mean, really listen. No phones, no doing the dishes or working on the computer. Stop whatever you're doing. Look at them and listen fully. Don't interrupt. Make sure you understand what they're saying and make sure they know that you understand what they're saying. Don't give unsolicited advice or solve all their problems for them. Fix all their mistakes. If they ask you for help, fine. Otherwise, keep your trap shut. They have to learn to solve their own problems. And when you tell them how to do it, you rob them of that growth. And you show them that you don't think they're capable of doing it. You can ask questions, help them figure out what to do, but don't push your own agenda on them. Also, don't talk down to them as if they're a child. Don't adult-splain. If they don't understand something, they'll ask, or they'll make it clear that they don't understand. Then you can ask if they'd like help or want to understand better. Assuming they don't understand things, even when in fact they don't, will just make them angry. And no, you don't want them to be angry. You really don't. (laughs) All right. Another thing, bring them in the conversation. Make them a part of the decision-making processes in the family. They deserve to know about things like a potential job change that may require a move. They deserve to have their opinions heard and on the record and taken seriously, especially if it's something that's going to impact their life in any way. This shouldn't be an afterthought. Make sure they know their opinion counts, that they have a vote, even if they can't always get what they want. Ask for their opinion on smaller issues. Buying a used car? What do you think? Need to look for new health insurance? Explain how that works and enlist their help, even if you don't need it. Show them you value them and respect them as a fellow human, not just the child that you've been raising. You can listen to episodes 15, 26, and 28 for more. And I actually think pretty much all of my parenting guides touch on one or two of these issues, so just grab them all. All right. That's it for Speaking of Teens today. Thank you so much for listening. And if you enjoy the show, I would really, really appreciate it if you'd help spread the word and let other parents know that it's helpful. I really want to help as many parents as possible. If you do appreciate it, your friends will too. And thank you so much if you're already doing this. Also, you can join us in the Speaking of Teens Facebook group. The link is right there at the very bottom of your show description in your app. And hey, I'm back on Instagram at Speaking of Teens Podcast. All right, until next time, remember a little change goes a long way.